Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Jam Sports Podcast. We're your host Max Stanson and of course Jared Hedges is also with me today. Jared, uh, it's finally good to actually say it that we have some North American sports finally back. I mean, we've been saying that for a few weeks that, you know, it's great that we got sports back. But now this week, we actually got American sports back. And that being, of course, Major League Baseball, which we're going to talk about all the opening day stuff and as well all the opening series or really the highlights of each of those uh, Jared, before we really get started with that, I want to kind of ask you, you know, like what games did you watch for uh, this week so far in baseball? Well, well uh, I saw the Rangers one. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw for, I saw the Nationals and Yankees, and I saw the Giants as well. Pretty much I've seen everything. I bought the MLB TV package so I can watch however many games I want. So I saw yeah, some I, of the I... Phillies. I've been debating getting that. I'm not really sure if I want to. Um, yeah, well, so far, here's I mean, I've watched. Here's I, like the, what were we saying? For me, the reason why I bought it was, you know, there's going to be plenty of games on ESPN right, and all right. that. It's just, do you want to see the Yankees and Dodgers? And because I counted, the Yankees are going to be Sunday night baseball four times in yeah. five that weeks. Makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it does make sure. sense. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, I don't. I wish they would rotate want... more teams out. I really do wish they did exactly. that, more. that. That's just my thing. Like, I want to be able to watch the Phillies. I want to be able to watch the White Sox or whoever. Yeah. That's just examples. I just wanted to be able to watch other teams that weren't always the Yankees or Dodgers. Well, you know, Jared, speaking of the Yankees, we'll get started here about opening day and the opening series. Uh, Yankees and the Nationals' very first game of the year, it uh, went. For five innings until it got rained out, that score being four to one. In that game, we had our very first home run of 2020. I mean, it makes sense that this dude hits a home run. I mean, it's John Carlos Stanton. Him and probably Joey Gallo have the most pop in baseball right now. Uh, You also take a look kind of also on the defensive side for pitching. Uh, Scherzer looked great. Garrett Cole looked great for them. Uh, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on this game, uh, Jared, what you thought of not only kind of how Scherzer and Cole did. I know Scherzer was a bit iffy, but he still got a lot of work done uh, for the Nationals. And, of course, you know, Yankees already looking like one of the better hitting teams in the league. Well, he, well, with Scherzer, after he gave up that home run, he settled down a little bit. He struck out. I believe he had double digits. I may be wrong. I think he had but, 11 strikeouts, if I'm not mistaken. But still, like, you know, he – it was very interesting because I was expecting to see Juan Soto playing, but it didn't because mm-hmm. he tested positive. Right, unfortunately. You, you have to have two consecutive um, two consecutive days where you uh, have to can- cancel. Uh, you basically have to test negative. I don't know why I was stumbling on words. Yeah. But... Um, it, it was interesting. I was hoping DJ LeMahieu would it would would have been able to go, but he tested positive earlier in the mm-hmm. well, this past month, and it took forever for him to get the two two uh, tests negative. It took yeah. him a while, but he finally got it. That Stanton, you know, he's gotten off to a great start. That's two large um, home runs. I don't know if you've seen how far he hit one. Yeah. Yesterday, that was like a bomb, like 489 feet. Yes, I saw that on Twitter. Hit, and then the one he hit on on Friday, or uh, opening day, was like 450 feet. 
Yeah, it was like and 451 like feet off Scherzer, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, it was a laser. I mean, that game was great, but I do want to talk about this guy. I don't have him right now in my notes, but I, I mean, it came to mind, and I really want to talk about this guy um, because I had the privilege of seeing this guy when he's in Double A playing against uh, the Frisco Rough Riders when he was playing for the Arkansas Travelers, which is the Double A affiliate to the Seattle Mariners. I kind of want to talk about Kyle Lewis right here, Jared. I want to ask you, I mean, he's already gotten off to a great start to the season, uh, looking could be a possible cornerstone to this Mariners organization. I know they have great a great farm system as is. I know they have Evan White down there. Uh, I want to say the other guy's name is Julio Rodriguez, if I'm not mistaken, who's an outfielder hey, for them too. Hey, their big, big guy, Jared Kalenic, that they got. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, but I want to ask you, Jared, kind of, what do you think about Kyle Lewis so far? How do you think he's going to pan out? Um, and kind of, you know, well, actually, you know what? I'll save that last part of the question for the end of the segment. But I just kind of want to hear what your opinion is uh, so far for Kyle Lewis. He's gotten off to a great start. You know, it's just a matter of can he keep it up? I mean, they they have the tools for a good team. They just – it's going to be a while. Mm-hmm. It's They aren't going to be good. I don't think they're going to be good for the next – four years minimum it depends on how good you know they don't have pitching prospects yeah they don't have bullpen well they have logan gilbert logan gilbert's not a bad pitching prospect for them but see that's only one person as well as uh oh shoot who's the guy they got um jared dunn if i'm not mistaken if that's his name yeah i just know that it, it they just have a little ways to go i mean i think you know two or three years from now they they you know are going to be kind of like the Padres yeah. in today's world. Give them, you know, three to four more years. They could be, you know, playoff team. Who knows? You, know what? you know, you want to ask a guy who, uh, who's who been hearing that forever. I mean, he's coming on for our Seattle Kraken segment uh, in a bit. That is uh, Cliff Gibson. He's been hearing that forever. And I and I know when he's when he's listening to this, we have we have seen your uh, your very much debate or not really debating, just hate towards yeah. the towards the Mariners not using so far how Kyle Lewis is before the league knows kind of how good Kyle Lewis is going to be because he's looking great. Um, I kind of, though, want to shift it towards uh, the Texas side of baseball. Of course, opening up in the new ballpark, uh, I mean, first hit came from Danny Santana, opposite field. In that game also, let's talk about Lance Lynn, even though had some trouble finding the zone. Nine Ks on the day, tied the opening day record, I believe, for the Rangers. It was also the first shutout win since 2007, but... As well, for the rest of the series, it was a really, really uh, disappointment there. Mike Miner pitched pretty well still, uh, just didn't really have the bats going that game. And, of course, then the third game in the series, Joey Gallo gets the first home run at Globe Life Field. Um, and, yeah, of course, as though that he hit. Oh, I mean, it was up there near the uh, brand-new suites that had the couches on. I thought they said somewhere around – it was over 400 feet for sure. It was a bomb. <laughs> it was. Um, now so. the big. Now another big thing that happened, kind of, you <laughs> know, the big offseason move for the Rangers was, which was getting Corey Kluber, and in his first game, he gets pulled after the first inning because of uh, some what they're suspecting is some type of either tightness or injury to his rotator cuff. I mean, Jared, I want to talk about, you know, if if this is really bad, if this is what as severe as some people could be suggesting. Uh, what could this mean for this Rangers pitching staff, especially with, you know, what they have? I mean, being one of the top teams with war for pitchers. Well, the Rangers have inherited a good 
little or not inherited. They were given a good window for a pitcher to be hurt. Because mm-hmm. if you really, 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 th- I was hearing uh, from post game, they were saying that you really don't need that fifth starter for two weeks. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Because because you because of go... all the off days right now that they're having. Yeah, and they have uh, off day tomorrow. They play two games, two games against the Diamondbacks. Off day, then a weekend series, and then they have another off day during that week. Yeah, they said it would be it would have been two weeks from yesterday was when they would need that fifth starter. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I, I I hope I hope it's just you know a little issue, not anything major, but I feel like the Rangers do have the depth that could. Like with Joe Palumbo. Yeah, I was about to mention uh, about guys. Joe Palumbo, I mean, threw pretty well. I mean, you know, of course, being in double-A, I believe, last year at the start of the season, he's done well. And, of course, Jesse Chavez with the freaking wild-ass hair, dude, that he has. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what, it did pop pretty well with those baby blues today. Uh, another big thing that kind of happened with the Rangers is their very first Sunday baby blues. Um but, yeah, I mean, the bullpen, it's a little bit questionable, and it's a very, very young ho- bullpen. I mean, Jose LeClerc looked pretty well in his uh, outing so far. Um, I'm really excited to see kind of what this team does. Now, the only concern that I have so far, the pitching hasn't been the biggest concern. It's been the freaking bats have not been able to line up. I mean, it's the only really consistent it, right? hitters in their lineup are either going to be Willie Calhoun or it's going to be Danny Santana. You know, like I was watching um, yesterday's game, or not yesterday's game. I guess you would say um, Saturday's game. They had in the eighth inning, they had runners on second and third with one oh, out. Oh God! Yes, didn't I score, remember. This. Didn't score one. And yeah. Then they had bases loaded. And yeah, they left uh, them all on. One of the oh, days, gosh. and guess I think what? it was. I, one... I think it was not only Friday, but they also did. Uh, What's it called? Saturday had bases loaded both games at one point. I mean, that's just fresh. That that just they, if they could improve on hitting with runners in scoring position, or even with runners on base, they have the offense to. You know, you, you can you can the team cannot afford a slump right now. You you have yes. sixty games. You could maybe slump for five games, but you better pick it up pretty quickly. And the fact is that each game is magnified by 2.7 because of the fact that it's a shortened season and it's basically cutting off a third of the season. So every single game essentially matters for these teams. Now, uh, moving on from the Rangers, a guy who was actually once on the Rangers and kind of going towards Cubs, uh, Kyle Hendricks in in the season debut threw a complete game shutout for the Cubs. Uh, I mean, he's looking great. I mean, the Cubs, you know... They're always going to be a fun team to watch. But, Jerry, really the big thing besides Hendricks, I want to ask you kind of what do you think about these virtual fans? Do you like that? Or do you kind of like the cardboard cutout? Or do you just say, you know, just keep it natural, no fans at all? I, I honestly really don't care. I'm just going to be honest with you both ways. I mean, there are some times, like, I think, like, when they blast the fans, I don't particularly care for that. But, you know, ultimately, I mean, I – I really don't care. I'm just glad that, you know, baseball's back and hockey's coming back. I mean, I can't wait for, you know, sports are finally coming back. It gives yeah. us a little sense of normality for once. Yeah, it is. Now, 
I do, though, kind of want to go and backtrack a bit, kind of with those virtual fans. I don't know how much you saw of that, but um, I, I don't know how I felt about it. You know, some people had a lot of positivity towards it, and a lot of people, if you saw on Twitter, had a lot of negativity towards it. I mean, what what do you think about that? Do you think it, you know, do you think it's an innovative, good idea, or do you think it's just a stupid idea in general, and it just doesn't well, make the game authentic? Well, I mean... This season is going to be like no other. We have to accept that. It's not going to be like last year. Right. I mean, this season's a trial. I mean, you know, you want to talk about, like, I think it's stupid. But if you want to talk about the runner on second base and extra innings, I think that's stupid. But, you yeah. know, they're doing I mean, the universal DH, I felt that that rule was pretty much going to happen sooner yeah. rather than later. I mean, let's face it. There's maybe what four pitchers that are worth watching hitting. Other maybe than that, even that, you know, you got Bumgarner, Grinky, and yeah. uh, oh, there's another one, but I'm blanking on him. But well, I mean, anyway, you could say Lorenzen, you know, but I don't know if he fully counts because he's a two way. Well, and what's his face? I mean, Degrom's not a bad hitter, but um, you know, there, you worst case, see the reason also. Let's say you're the. I'm just throwing out an example. Let's say it's Jake DeGrom or uh, Max Scherzer. Let's say, you know, they hit a grounder to third base and they start running. Well, what happens if they blow their knee out? Yeah. Or some, something. They get injured just for running. I mean, I feel like, you know, usually that pitcher's spot is, you know, a guaranteed out. Yeah. And I feel like they're going to do way with that, you know. And I think this rule is going to I mean, I feel like they need to eventually. I think it was eventually, like you said, it was about to happen. I mean. Especially the fact, you know, you'll see better hitting stats around the AL versus NL just because of the fact of that nine-hole pitcher right there. Yeah. Um, Though, I do want to go, before we kind of get into the last bit of the segment, uh, taking a look at one more of these series and a guy who has really is looking um, to possibly have himself one hell of a year on the mound, and that's going to be Dustin May, uh, the young Dodgers pitching prospect. I mean... In his first game, I mean, keep in mind, Jared, this guy figured out he was going to be the starting pitcher the day of the game when he got to the ballpark. Hey, even a few hours yeah, before the game. Yeah, a few hours before the game. And in that, I mean, 4.1 innings pitch, seven strikeouts, and I believe he dotted consistently 97, 96, 98, 97, 97, 96. I mean, what do you think so far of Dustin May? I personally, unfortunately, I, I missed him when he was in double uh, A, but I mean, just kind of looking at what he did last year and the opportunities he got last year, he looks like he's going to be a humongous piece to this Dodgers team. Could yeah. he, though, be the hump that gets them over the top? I don't fully know. Uh, we'll just kind of have to see when it comes to postseason. No, he, he's he's going. He's their top pitching prospect, and I'm he he was really good. You know, commanding the strike zone. Yes. Uh, blow. And granted, the Giants are not a very good team. But still, he, he 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 impressed me. I knew he was good, but he impressed me even more. But, you know, I wanted to go back. I really do admire the way Kyle Hendricks, you know, he doesn't th- have gas. He doesn't throw hard. I mean, he, he's got probably the best command. Yeah, he's of his basically pitches. our modern-day Greg pitch. Maddox, if you think about it. Like throwing his fastball is like 87 miles an hour. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just wanted to get that. I mean, I just, it, it's nice watching someone who necessarily doesn't throw hard, but you know, we're, 
Contreras puts his glove, Hendricks always throws it there. Yeah. For the most part. So, Jared, I kind of want to ask you, so far what you're seeing um, from these first series, I mean, who do you think's looking good so far? And on top of that, a follow-up question, uh, which rookie do you think is the most exciting so far? For me, it's going to be for offense, it's going to be Kyle Lewis so far, and for on the mound, I mean, it's going to be Dustin May. Well, yeah, right now, I mean, you're kind of hit it with Dustin May, but I feel like, you know, as the year goes on, you're going to have – Luis Robert of yeah. the um, He's going to be fun to watch. He's going to be very fun to watch. And, and, and it truly just depends. I mean, can, if Kyle Lewis can keep it up, yeah, he should. He could win the rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. But also, if you think of the National League, I don't think Dustin May here. I think it's it's like playing base for them. Or I don't know. I mean. I would say give me, like, you know, a few more weeks. I mean, I don't really know. I mean, there, there, some rookies haven't even took the mound yet. Like, yeah. Gore, Gore's going, Gore. Well, Gore, Gore didn't make the opening day roster. No, they're saying, because see, what they're saying is they're kind of pulling the reason, like, you know, why Chris Bryant didn't make the cuts. That's pretty much what they're doing. They're, they're waiting for July 20. They have a. They're gonna say control. Same with the Padres. So I'm hoping if if Gore comes up, I think he will win Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I mean he looked great in Frisco. Now, also for the viewers who didn't really hear that, I mean Jared's audio kind of cut out. Basically, what Jared's talking about is what the Padres are thinking about doing is that they're gonna wait till July and keep it um, for that extra year on his contract for especially free agency. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that's what you're talking about. Yes, Jared. yes, yes, exactly what I was talking about. Okay. Um, I mean, it'll be interesting kind of watch, Jared. I mean, it's going to be a fun year, uh, especially for, you know, hope. I mean, I may get that MLB uh, thing just to kind of see, um, you know, who's no, all playing and all that. It is a very good deal. It is a very good deal. If you really think about it, you have baseball till September. Yeah. That's when you need to pay for it because then, you know, you'll have all the playoff games on right. Fox and all that. But no, so uh, it trust me, it's totally worth it because then it lets you see teams that you know I'm not always gonna get to see the White Sox. Yeah, not, not always gonna get to see the well, not even now. I mean, I'm not ever gonna see the White Sox because of um the blackouts you know, and all that. The Rangers having to play there. So yeah. But, uh, I mean, we'll have to, you know, it'll be interesting uh, to keep watching this year. I mean, there's going to be a lot of exciting guys. Luis Robert and Kyle Lewis, of course, are right now at the top of that, especially Dustin May, too, for pitching. Um, And whenever Mackenzie Gore comes up, I mean, he's going to be a fun one to watch, too. So that's going to end it off for our opening day segment. When we come back, we're going to be doing a a top five here. That kind of brings back kind of, you know, even when we don't get to watch sports, and especially during this time, uh, where there wasn't any sports, this was kind of our, our gateway to still have sports, and that is going to be a segment that we are going to be doing with our top five of the week. It's going to be top five sports video games of all time. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Hey, it's Lax Tweetman down at Monkey Sports. Are you looking for a place to shop for your next athletic season? Well, Monkey Sports, we're here to help. Whether you're looking for baseball, hockey, or lacrosse gear, if you can dream it, we got it. 
We provide both the latest and best in the market equipment for you and your athlete. Stop by and see us down at US 75 off of Bethany Drive, Monkey Sports and Allen, a proud sponsor of JM Sports. And welcome back to the Jam Sports Podcast, where we left off. We were talking about opening day with Major League Baseball. Um, Jared, now we get into our top five of the week, which is our top five favorite sports video games of all time. Now, before I kind of get into the list, I do want to uh, mention one honorable mention uh, before we kind of dive into it. And this is a game, even though with Xbox, we do not... For, our, for us Xbox people, we don't have a baseball game. So uh, this is when I go and resort to other options, such as my 10 12 to 12-year-old 12 Wii, um, which is um, a game that was released back in 2008. That's MLB Power Pros. Uh, it's, a, it's just something that's there for baseball. I know it's a very out-there game, but um, it was fun for, you know, it's still fun for me today. I mean, especially, hey, I really get MLB. I really what? thought you were gonna you're fixing to say a game that I was about to pick. So no, <laughs> um, I mean it's you know whenever at the what's it called the Xbox finally gets a good baseball game. I mean it's gonna speaking be good. Of which, speaking of which, next year yeah you, you got to get the new Xbox. MLB the Show will be on Xbox. Well, I'm pretty sure they're still gonna have the Xbox it on the old uh, consoles, but then probably what they'll do is for the first few years, have them on there, and then the, that third year, they're going to put it on the new consoles. Yeah. That's what I'm supposing. Uh, so, Jared, we'll kind of get into our list here. We'll go from five to so, one. Do right, you want to start so, with yours? or? Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, go for so, it. Again, like, a game like you were saying, when I was, like, ten years old, one of the games that I got into was... Um, Backyard baseball. Uh huh. Yeah. Heck yeah. It was a great game. Like, you know, with, you know, the legend Pablo Sanchez. Yes. Of course. I just like that. Don't forget Keisha Phillips, all them good ones. Like you said, there there really wasn't a good baseball game. Like MLB, when it before NBA 2K got popular, you know, MLB used to have a 2K game. Not nearly Uh, as good as the old days. I I love Backyard baseball was better than. I just had really? so much fun playing that. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was a big MLB 2K12. I was very tempted to uh, put MLB 2K12 on my list, but I decided not to. Um, but uh, for my number five, Jared, this is a this is a very, very interesting one. I'll say this. Um, it was a game on the GameCube, and I got it when I was about seven years old. And uh, it was one of the most legendary uh, NHL games of all time. Uh, from that soundtrack came the current Carolina Hurricanes uh, Goal Horn song, which is Sweetness by Jimmy Eat World. Um, it had as their cover athlete Jerome McGinley, who was the big guy uh, for, oh, for yeah. the Calgary Flames. NHL 2003. Uh, this is really what got me kind of into hockey more so. I remember that game, uh, just the breakaway, all that, or breakaway cam, I believe it was called. It was such a fun game, and of course, I mean, Back then, those were some of the most iconic soundtracks to ever be in video games. Yeah. I I, I don't think I started... My first NHL game that I played was probably 2010. Now, keep in mind, keep in mind, it was NHL 2003 for me, and then I didn't get it till NHL, two, NHL 12. And that was a great game, too. Um, and then NHL 13 happened, and everything went to shit. 
Um, but, uh, Jared, going on to your number four, what do you got? Well, I sort of have been alternating because, like, I really don't play a lot of, you know, sports video games except for the big ones. But I, I really specifically, I really, really, really love Madden 11. Mm-hmm. That was a great game. Very great game. For, for me, my, I think it was 11. But I don't. Was it with I Drew play, Brees on the cover? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Okay. Because I'm throwing out. You know, if you played, co- like, franchise, how you could, you know, build build a new stadium. Yeah. Is that is that that one? Um. I mean. I feel uh, like let's just say earlier. it was earlier. I feel like it's been. I feel like it was earlier. I know they always had that in like the Madden. It, it I played Madden 06. They had either, it. It was either. No, I think it was 11. But yeah, I just with eleven. I, for me, like I always like you know because it would let you build your own stadium. Yeah. Like you would be able to, unlike now where you basically have six choices to pick of a stadium. You don't even get to design it. It's just you get what you get. Yeah. Versus that other one, you designed everything with yeah. the kind of chairs you want, the kind of you know. Do you want three bowls? Do you want two bowls? How do you yeah. want your bowl to look and stuff like that? And this is our current state of Madden. <laughs> They've taken out everything. And the fun. big hit stick too. That's another thing. Yes, very was- true. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's Madden. That's Madden Eleven for sure. Um, Jared, for not for my number four, uh, this is kind of uh, I've I've been very critical about this series forever, um, and I'm still very critical. I hated their game this year. I was okay with the game last year. 18's version was literally probably the worst video game or sports video game on the face of the earth. But this video, but this uh, edition of this series, I think was one of my favorites. Um, not only as it goes for my career, uh, for my team, for um, my GM, all these things, I just think they nailed it for this year. And that is going to be NBA 2K17, of course, with uh, OJ Orange Juice, the uh, dynamic duo there. Um, I mean, it was that was also the year with Michael B. Jordan and then the whole Kobe Bryant storyline, which I thought was always great. Um, rest in peace, by the way, to Kobe. But um, I just think it was one of probably the best 2Ks of all time. It's very debatable whether it is uh, between 16, 17, or 14. But for my personal favorite of the NBA 2K series, it's got to be NBA 2K17. Um, I will, though, go right into my number three game. And Jared, I wouldn't be surprised if you have this game on here because when we talk about baseball games before the 2K days, before the MLB The Show days, there was this game that reigned on the GameCube. And my God, Jared, it was one of the most badass video games of all time. I'm talking about MLB Slugfest. Uh, Uh, It was such a fun game. You can That's literally, I mean, there was so many things when, I mean, when your players caught on fire, I mean, they ended up, you know, there were times where you, where uh, the players charged the mound if you beat them too much. Um, you got to, you know, I mean, heck, you punch the guys on bat or on base to knock the ball out, get another stolen base off that. Uh, there were those cheat codes that you can get random teams in. I think there was one where they had ninjas, they had horses. I mean, it was, it was a wild game, but it was such a fun game. Yeah, I remember. God, that's an old one. <laughs> uh huh. I, I mean, yeah. heck, when we go, when we're talking about top five sports video games of all time, I gotta roll out the oldies because they're some of the best ones. 
I'm gonna throw out one. All Very right, nice. is this your number three? Yes. Okay. Go for it. What it's called, but it's one of the most iconic football video games, NFL right. games. It's like NFL Street or it's something. It's NFL like that. Street. Yes, NFL Street. God, I love that game. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I will say this, Jared, because I do actually on my list have um, another street video game of the Street Series as my number two, and that is NBA Street Volume 2. Probably my favorite basketball game of all time. I mean, I remember playing it when I was seven, eight years old. I'd be sitting literally all day on my GameCube, literally playing this game to death. I mean, it, it's got to go down as the greatest basketball game to ever um hit a console and i mean i still have i mean keep in mind jared i still have every single well actually i take that back the first one on my list i don't have and i didn't really play it often but i played it once and i've watched a ton of gameplays over it and i mean i've i've fallen in love with this game unfortunately though it's so expensive to get but we'll get into that in a second i think you already know which one that is um but yeah my number two is nba street volume two i mean enough said if you played the game such a great game. I mean, I just loved every single aspect about that game. Yeah, and for me, I'm just going to say, like, I really do think NHL has done a much better job of making games. Like, the graphics have gotten so much oh, better. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And the only reason I'm just going to throw only this... problem. Here's my only thing about NHL, Jerry, is because it seems like Nowadays, almost like every single series nowadays, is that we get the same repeated game with not many new features. I, I just, for me, like if I had to go with another sports game, again, I was pretty big into the backyard sports games. Yeah. Like I, I'm going to go with the football one. Okay, the, that's a great the, one too. That's a great one. I, I love that one too. I'm serious. I'd be grinding on that when I was... 10 12 years old yeah Both i mean i had that on the gamecube i remember when i was like 9 10 years old and i was playing that i love that game so much fun playing those old school you know backyard games we had you know pablo sanchez who can play literally any position and then yeah. uh just the pros around there too i wish they would you know make more of those but i guess they didn't make as much money off yeah of i mean i would imagine so that could be your number two jared yeah yeah all right, now I gotta ask you, Jerry. What's the number one your favorite video game of all time? So you kind of hit on it a little bit, but oh, so just we have the same one. No, 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 no. You you talked about it before, but no, oh. it's not. No, I know what yours is, but it's not. You know what yours is. Okay, go for it. MLB Two K Thirteen. Oh, so let me let me let me ask you this: You were you like Two K Thirteen better than Twelve? I honestly did. I loved 2K games. I really did. Mm -hmm. But see, the reason that, you know, they don't make 2K anymore, and they made the right choice, don't get me wrong. This was right before NBA 2K took off. Right, right. And, I mean, literally right before it took off. And they decided what was more important, baseball or basketball. And they could see that their 2K game was on the rise. And mainly what I love so much about this was I played the my player mode with my cousin. Yeah. Like recreated a player and I think we got drafted by the twins. And yeah. it was just, you know, it was just so much fun. I really liked that game. Uh, great graphics and then Gary Thorne, you know, Gary Thorne, I think is one of the best broadcasters of all time. Yeah. Easily. So, um, 
I mean, that's basically gonna. So that's so. Two K thirteen is your favorite video game of all time. Yeah. Yes. All right. So for my number one, now this is a game I never got to own, unfortunately, and this is a game I've played very few times. However, it's on my number one because number one, I know just how popular it is, and I've watched gameplays over it. I've always wanted to get this game, but it's just so expensive nowadays, oh, and rightfully so. About Coach Doug's with uh, Big Cat, <laughs> that game. Uh, that it's double A. Uh, yeah, I mean, NCAA uh, College Football 14. I mean, it's such an interesting game. I mean, you could literally do anything. You'd have the franchise or really, I mean, technically franchise um, of whether it be having just any team. You could create your own school. Um, I mean, it was just such a – I mean, you could also do uh, – if I'm not mistaken, it was in 14. I don't know if they got rid of it, uh, but the whole Heisman thing where you'd play as, a, as your player – um, all the way to the NFL draft. Um, I mean, it was just such a good video game overall, and it really sucks that that was kind of the end of the series. Hopefully, have, they bring it back one day. I have a question. So EA may, made it, yes. and I'm going to ask you this. Let's just say next year they make NCAA whatever year, 21, 22. Mm-hmm. Do you think... They will sell more copies of that than they would Madden. Oh, yes. For sure. For sure. I mean, just the anticipation around that series, um, and especially the fact now, I mean, 2021, they're going to allow student-athletes to get paid um, for their image and likeliness. This is just, you know, they are being stupid if they don't do this. Well, that's also EA Sports for you. I mean, they've they've not been the smartest about their business. I mean, NCAA has to, you know, okay them to do it. I mean, they well, can't yes. just – and I really hope that EA Sports is, is working hard to get the, you know, deal secured. Because you're looking – I bet they could sell – like, they're going to sell so many copies of that game. Oh, 100%. You're not, you're not even going to be able to pre-order it. If, if 150,000 people watch Big Cat play – a video game i think that's stupid <laughs> yeah but you know what it shows how popular that game is yeah i mean i'll say this jared i mean the one thing is like you were saying ea is done if they don't do this especially with the hype that they've had around this series forever and just the petitions and everyone saying when is ncaa football going to be back when is college football going to be back all these things this would be a perfect time to release it, especially with especially the fact that players get paid for their image and likeliness. I mean, especially now during a pandemic. Yes, very much so. But you know, Jared, only time will tell. And I mean, for us, I mean, this has kind of been our, you know, it, these video games have been our childhood, like we were saying. I mean, we played these when we were seven, eight, ten years old. I mean, just grinding away either, whether it be on the Xbox, the PlayStation, the GameCube, the Wii, whatever it may be. Um, and especially even now, you know, still with our current consoles, I mean, it's kind of a way out, you know, of what's going on to have some type of normalcy uh, without sports. But thankfully, Jared, we finally have sports back and a perfect segue going into our next segment after we take this commercial break. Being the fact with NHL here on the horizon, they have announced the official name for the 32nd hockey team in the national hockey league being the seattle kraken and of course like we were saying earlier in this podcast uh 
our really our mentor uh the person that kind of got us to jumpstart um our careers in broadcasting he's kind of been with us the whole way uh since our beginning at bishop lynch that is mr cliff gibson we're going to be talking to him of course a big seattle person um and just you know brand new seattle seahawks fan um and just all around seattle fan yeah so we'll talk to him kind of get to know you know what he thinks so far of the team what he thinks of the brand i mean jared it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch this team whenever they get in the league all i know see and we touched on it a little bit but this pandemic i, I really do think they have a chance to draft a good team because all i'm gonna just say is we talked about it is the salary cap for the NHL is going to stay the same for the next three years. Yes. Right. Whenever Seattle drafts. So they could, if they do it right, they could have a good team. And you will hear a little bit more about that when we go into this next segment. But first, of course, we're going to take our little commercial break. When we come back, you'll be hearing from Cliff Gibson and ourselves talking about the Seattle Kraken. So don't go over, go there. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Hey, this is Jason with Lacrosse Monkey. Are you looking for a place to shop for your next athletic season? Monkey Sports is here to help. Whether you're looking for baseball, hockey, or lacrosse gear, if you can dream it, we got it. We provide both the latest and best in the market equipment for your athlete. Stop by and visit us down at US 75 and off of Bethany Drive. Monkey Sports and Allen, a proud sponsor of Jam Sports. And welcome back to the Jam Sports Podcast, where we left off. Jared and I, of course, were talking about our top five favorite sports video games of all time. And, uh, you know, even though there have been some teams this week that uh, have had some uh, rebranding, not the most exciting rebranding, but there is one team that the uh, National Hockey League has brought in that brings a new kind of a uh, feel to the league. And, of course, uh, if there was going to be if there was going to be our first guest, it had to be, of course, this man, the guy who really kind of jump started me and Jared's career. He's kind of been there since the very beginning, still is there. Uh, and that is the man, the myth, the legend, the face of I would say Bishop Lynch Media and Communications for especially the sports broadcasting. That is Mr. Cliff Gibson. Cliff, welcome on to the show. Good to be here. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. I mean, like 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 I was saying, I mean, if we were going to have a guest, we had to get you on, especially to be our first guest. Since you've been there for the beginning, I mean, just relaunching GM Sports had to get you on, especially to be our first guest. Yeah, you know, since uh, when y'all were doing Jam Sports, I never made an appearance. So better late than never, right? <laughs> better late than never or never. So. Of course, Cliff, uh, you being a big-time Seattle person, uh, trying to get the Sonics back, uh, becoming, now, if I'm not mistaken, a brand-new Seahawks fan. Um, yeah, man, that's a... <laughs> I saw yeah. that. <laughs> Sorry, man, the Cowboys, they dropped the bag on that one. But uh, I, another, you know, another story for another for, day, I guess. I don't blame you for trading in the Navy and the Silver. Um, don't worry, I have a podcast episode coming out, and my uh, breakup letter will be read. Oh, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to listen to that. And yeah. of course, now the newly named Seattle Kraken. I want to get your uh, opinion on this. I mean, just, I love it. I, it seems like on Twitter you were very, very uh, high on this team. I mean, I just want to ask you what you think the logo, the jerseys, the color scheme, everything about the Seattle Kraken so far. Well, first of all, as far as branding is concerned, uh, the branding team for the uh, the Seattle NHL franchise they they freaking knocked it out of the park, man. Um, 
the colors, uh, the logos, I mean, just the, the little nuances in the logo, especially that secondary logo. Yeah. You know, where they have the space needle in the hook. Oh, man, just th- that little stuff. It's just, it just stands out so much. I love the primary logo with it, just that little drop of red in there to uh, uh, give it a little bit of um, a fierce to it. But, uh, you, you know, with all the names that they were considering, I, I really, I liked them all. I would have been on board with, uh, with all of them, but, um, you know, because the, the Sockeyes have history, uh, with the previous NHL team that was in Seattle way back in the, uh, in the sixties, um, you know, Steelheads is a, you know, a local favorite because, you know, the Steelheads, the fish, uh, you know, that go through uh, the waters there in the Pacific Northwest. So it all ties in. I think they did a good job of tying everything in, but I would have been happy with any of the names. But was there once, any? Or sorry, once they released the once they released the logo and uh, you know the colors and the uniforms, I was like, that that's just. I mean, they they nailed it. They they freaking nailed it. Not well. Jerseys look really 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 cool. Those jerseys, yeah, especially the uh, uh, the road sweaters, man. Those with the white, and then you've got kind of that icy blue. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's nasty. It's nasty. Uh, I really think I, I really. I really think oh, sorry, it's one of the ahead. best color schemes in all of NHL so far. I mean, the baby blue, that navy, uh, the navy blue, the red, the white, um, the little bit of accent. Blue. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, that DC also blue, and then you know, you're you're kind of like you said, the baby icy kind of blue. So it's kind of like your deep water and your and your shallow water. And then you've got that that red accent, and it's not too much, and it's not too little. Uh, to me, it's just the perfect amount. It's it's fantastic. Now, of course, um, I do want to ask you, though, kind of about this team so far. Um, of course, we haven't – there's going to be the whole um, the whole draft that's going to happen where each player – or where each team is going to have to give up a player, um, right. kind of like what they did with the Vegas Golden Knights. But I kind of want to ask you so far, just seeing what this team is, what are you excited for um, about this? Not only just for, for you getting into hockey more, but kind of for the whole city of Seattle. And do you think that also – kind of trying to go back on the supersonics do you think now this bringing an nhl team could possibly um help with bringing back an nba team such as the supersonics well you ask if it, if it could if it could help it certainly it certainly doesn't hurt uh especially when they have a uh, uh a brand new arena um and a new a new facility for uh not only the kraken but the uh seattle storm as well there's really no reason for the nba to deny seattle um the next time the issue comes around and, you know, ever since um, the supersonics were ripped out of Seattle and, and moved to that God awful place in Oklahoma, um, you know, the city has just been yearning uh, to get their team back. And let's be honest, if you, if you don't know, um, you know, they're in the nineties when the, when the Sonics were uh, at the top of their, at the top of their game, uh, late eighties and nineties, there was not a more dedicated, more rabid fan base, uh, than the Sonics fans in Seattle. I mean, that was 100% love for their team, and uh, they they were passionate and still are to this day. So, so the door's I mean, open. The door's wide open. The NBA just has to make the call, and I don't think it will be a situation where a uh, franchise moves, like uh, you know people have speculated with Minnesota. I think it's going to be a uh, um, it's going to be an expansion type of deal. So they'll have to expand. So let me ask you this. Realistically speaking, if an NBA team moves back to Seattle, do you think they'll keep the name Supersonics or do you think they'll switch it up? I think they have to. 
um, you know, with the way that the Sonics left town, uh, it, it, it only makes sense. I mean, they're probably going to, you know, tweak the brand a little bit, but uh, I think you'll see that they, they will stay true to their roots and uh, keep the same colors and the same uh, the same kind of um, uh, branding that they have, with maybe a little bit of modern look to it. But yeah, Supersonics all the way. I don't that name won't change. So I'm about ninety nine point nine percent sure of that. So going back on to what you were talking about um, with the Seattle uh, Kraken, you were talking about how you were kind of a, a big favorite of the name, the Sockeye, the Steelhead, all that. Kind of looking back on that, do you think? Do you wish they did anything different? Do you wish they did a different name, or are no. you content with what what no. they've done? No, they nailed it. Nailed it. I mean, just look at it. There's no weak spot to it, I don't think. And they also got the. Uh, you know the big check mark, and that is not having a uh, um, a mascot that ends with S. So that's very you know, true. Yeah, joining joining a very prestigious and very small group. So um, they they certainly checked all the boxes, and uh, I, I love I love every, everything about it. And I, judging from uh, what I've seen, I, I believe that the uh, uh, you know the Seattle Tacoma uh, those people they love it as well. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people would have loved to have seen them go back to the Sockeyes just for um, historical thing. But, uh, I mean, you think Kraken, you're thinking Deep Sea, and it doesn't get, you know, you got Deep Sea all around Seattle. So, I, I think it's fantastic. Do you wish they iterated some type of green into the logo? I know a lot of Seattle teams, I mean, think about the the Supersonics, the the Mariners have some type of green in there, kind of more of a t- on the teal side. Well, um, yeah. I, I, I see where I see what you're going for, and I thought the same thing. Uh, not that I wanted it to be, um, but I did watch some uh, some conference calls with the uh, general manager for the team, the owner of the team, and they were talking about the branding. Um, and one thing he didn't want, he wanted it to be similar to uh, the teams in the area. So you still have the blue that the Seahawks have, um, but he didn't want it to be too you know copycat. He didn't want it to be a direct replica. Um, especially since they're in a completely different sport, you know, the storm and the supersonics, you know, share the same colors and that's cool, you know, because it's mm-hmm. the same sport and it's kind of like a, you know, um, a, a brother and sister kind of, uh, kind of deal. They're wearing the same colors, playing on the same court, but, uh, for the NHL, you know, they got that deep blue and that, that's, that's screen specific Northwest, you know, yeah. that deep, blue. the Sounders have it, uh, the Seahawks have it. I mean, just so many teams out there uh, incorporate that deep blue, but um, they didn't want to go with the green because they wanted something that kind of kept them, you know, to stand out on their own. And I think it was that red that did it. Yeah, I mean, I think the the blue, the red, like you were saying, it really does make the uniform pop, especially even that logo. Um, Now, the last thing I got to ask you here, Cliff, are we going to see a tweet someday that is going to say that you are going to a Seattle Kraken game. Are we going to see that oh, tweet come I, out? Dude, I plan to be there opening night. Ooh, okay. All right. The, I'll uh, be looking at, for that at tweet. The, at the brand new arena, which I have dubbed the Greenhouse, because, you know, it is the first all green. I saw uh, that. All, all green sports facilities. So I plan to be there when that thing opens. Well, I can guarantee you as well, Jared's going to be very, very excited about that considering, I mean, Jared, you eat, sleep, and dream hockey. Um, I kind of got to ask you about that, Jared. What do you think about the team? Well, so they may have inherited a very good, you know, with all this happening, the salary cap is staying the same for the next three years. 
So there's a very good chance that they could be dealt a pretty good roster. Um, well, I'm not going to complain about that. And and then, you know, they put them in a perfect spot. I think Seattle was destined to get a hockey team sooner or later. Um, they have a rival, you know, two, three hours away in Vancouver. Um, you know, they're it's just perfect. Like, I had a feeling the NHL was going to put a team there, whether it was going to be an expansion team yeah. or it was going to be a relocation, whether it was like the Coyotes or some team like that. No, we don't want that trash. I'm just excited, though. We don't want Arizona's trash. You know, they can keep, <laughs> they, they can keep that nonsense. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you're right about the uh, the Canucks. Definitely uh, a rival, just straight up I-5 a, a few hours. And uh, they're already talking a little bit of trash on their on their social media. So, you know, why not stir it up early, right? Yeah, I mean, it's good. I'm definitely excited can... to see kind of how that all plays out. So hey, I think this... maybe opening opening night at the greenhouse. Maybe we can drop Ooh, books Canucks and, and Kraken rival. That'd be a good opening go, night. And go right at it. Go right at it on opening night. You know, we'll just drop the gloves before the opening uh, uh, puck drop and <laughs> just get this thing started off. Hey, imagine, imagine you know, hockey becomes a success there, and then you could have an outdoor game at CenturyLink or uh, uh, Safeco. Yeah, that's true. That's T-Mobile Park, by the way. Not I'm just thinking, Cliff, what you were talking about, uh, dropping the gloves before uh, the ice trap. I'm thinking of the Hanson brothers in that in the movie right yes. there. I'm, yes. I'm picturing that. Uh, hopefully, though, we can get that for an opening night. I think that would be a great game. I know. That would if, be great. If, any, if anyone's going to watch it, of course it's going to be Cliff, but I know that Jared is going to be watching that game from you better be watching it, and You better be looking for me. You better be looking for me on the glass. Ooh, okay. I like that. I like that. Uh, I'm not going to so, go to a big-time event and not have a big-time seat. Heck, yeah, especially the first game for the Kraken. Why not? I mean, that's an experience right. of a lifetime right there. That's right. You got to do it big and do it right. Yes, sir. And I think that is going to wrap up this week's episode of the Jam Sports Podcast. Thanks again, Cliff, for coming on. It's always great yeah, to man. keep talking to you. And we are we will definitely be looking you uh, on the glass for that Kraken game. Yes, sir. Release the Kraken. Release the Kraken. So as I don't want to hear any reference to crackheads or crackheads. <laughs> I've heard I've heard that on Twitter. They were talking no. about that's what they were thinking about calling. Those people <laughs> are idiots. We don't know. No crackheads, no crackheads, no. <laughs> Uh, so that is going to wrap it up for this week's episode as a thank you from myself Max Danielson and Jared Hedges wishing wishing you as always a pleasant good morning a good afternoon or good good evening wherever or whenever you may be listening thanks y'all and we will see you next episode